With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Wednesday, August 9th, and we are here trying to help you make better, doesn't have to be the best, better financial decisions, does not have to be the best. I keep emphasizing that. Um, And I just want to thank everybody for really coming back every single day, listening to the program, but also comments that are so interesting. Mark, did you get any feedback from when I read the email from The Economist about the woman who had whose husband called about her, their daycare, and then the women leaving the labor force? Did you get any feedback from that? No, I don't think I did. Nothing that's jumping out at me, no. So I must, of course, this is obviously shows you like where the funnel is on my life, but I got a number of texts from friends of mine, which I thought was kind of funny because, you know, I guess that uh, to me, like, you know, my friends who listen to the show, of course, they always know what's going on, but you know, they, that seemed, that segment was very resonant to a number of my friends. And um, one of my friends who was listening to the pod as she was traveling for work she goes, it's such a huge issue for my firm. We are losing people all the time for this exact reason, which is women leaving the workforce. They want to take care of their kids. They don't have the right daycare issues. I think that there's something here, especially about these people who have real desires to have a a career. And it may not even be, you know, this particular person who wrote me makes a ton of money, but it could be that you don't make so much money and you start to feel like, well, maybe it doesn't make sense. And I loved the fact that the economist who wrote in said, you know, it's not just the income. Well, first of all, it's like your psyche. Second of all, it's the long-term benefits that you can accrue. And there is also something to be said about the connection to the labor force begets more opportunities because when once you leave the labor force, it's a really tough thing to get back in, which is why, Mark, you can never leave. You're stuck with me. How do you feel about that? I actually feel like I left the labor force uh, probably like seven, eight years ago. How come? Because I kind of just, you know, I just work with you now and I, I feel like that's not really being in the labor force. We We have our own little thing that we do and I just feel like I've been out of the corporate environment for a long time. I'm not sure I could ever go back. 
Well, that's different. You're working. I mean, it would be different if you were working full time in your home, taking care of your kid and basically saying, I'm running the house. It's just interesting to me. I'll give you um, an inter- another example. Uh, another friend of mine had texted me about this, who she was concerned about actually not her job, but the, her husband. Her husband stayed out of the labor force to take care of the kids. She basically wrote to me like, you know, on the sly saying, I'm kind of worried he's not going to get back in. And the longer you stay out, the harder it is to get back in. Um, and I said, well, I, I kind of was like, well, how long has he been out? Since 2009. Because what happened was he got bounced out of his Wall Street job. She was a doctor. He just said, oh, I'll take care of the kids during you know the great financial crisis. But he's never gone back. And it is hard to get back on track if you want to. It just is. And anything that he would do now, he'd never make as much money. I think he's got like a little bit of like a a shame factor, like, oh, it's hard for me to get back in and go in at a different level. I don't know. I wouldn't have that. I'd be a bartender. Would you be a bartender or a barista, Mark? Oh, man, that's that's a tough one. I think I would do bartender. Me too. You probably don't make as much money and you probably your benefits aren't as good. But anyway, this is the program that takes the mystery out of your financial life. If you're wondering about how to get in and out of the labor force, about the questions that you're wrestling with as a family, as an individual, doesn't matter. Give us a holler. Go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the contact us button. Let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. While you're there, you'll see all the stuff that's for free, like our blog and our videos and resources. You can also pony up a few bucks. You can subscribe to our service. It's called Jill on Money Live. This is where you have access to quarterly live webinars and lots of great bonus content. And next up, I cannot wait. Mark, I hope we're going to see a big uptick in our subscriptions because Nate Burleson is a get. This was tough for me to get, gang. So even if you don't think like you're a huge fan of the NFL, I am, Mark is, But even if you're not, you'll love this guy. He's amazing. Nate is the co-anchor of CBS Mornings. He is also the studio analyst for CBS's The NFL Today Show. He actually played professional football. We're going to talk about the upcoming NFL season. CBS has a Super Bowl. I wonder if I can get a ticket. These storylines that Nate is kind of starting to track, whether or not Aaron Rodgers is going to flame out. Mark, what's the the, uh, under over on that? Do you think he's going to do okay for the Jets or not? My gut reaction says, yes, this is probably the most significant upgrade a a team in the NFL has ever made in the history of the sport. I mean, you know, they just brought in an all-time quarterback, but he is coming to the Jets. And, you know, the Jets, uh, they have that permanent black cloud hanging above the franchise. So who knows? You know, it's bad when you keep talking about Joe Namath. That's really bad. Anyway, the other thing about Nate is he loves talking about personal finance. It's been so much fun working with him since he's joined CBS News. And it's been a great thing because he really gets into our segments. Not every anchor is really into the personal finance or the economic stuff. So anyway, it is a great treat to have Nate Burleson Wednesday, September 13th, 7 Eastern time. You can get in on that action simply by going to our website, jillonmoney.com, and subscribing to Jill on Money Live. Okay, Mark, let's do some emails because, you know, we got it. They're piling up. This is from Anonymous, who says she listens to the show. She's retired. She goes, but we don't have the funds that most of your listeners do. Not Most of the people don't have as much as the top, top tier. Don't worry. 
She writes, my question is, it sounds like you do not favor TD Ameritrade. I believe it is flipping to Charles. I don't, I don't have an anti TD Ameritrade. Do I not mention it? Maybe I don't mention it. That's why I tend to mention. Yeah, she's probably right. I got, I think, um, I think I write down TD Ameritrade, T Row Price, Vanguard, Schwab, Fidelity, E Trade. All of them are perfect. So don't worry. And by the way, if it's going to Charles Schwab, that's fine. Here's the uh, rundown. Husband has 33 grand in stocks and bonds. Um, about 2% in cash, 18% in ETFs, exchange-traded funds, 80% in mutual funds. She says, I don't think he is very high risk. He's got uh, $1,200 in a Roth IRA, gives me the breakdown. And she says, she's got about $150,000. And she goes, the account is down. I know. I'm sorry. The reason is that the markets are down. And there's still, the S&P 500 is still below where it was at the tippy, tippy top of the markets. She's also got a Roth IRA, $7,600. She says, writes this, we sold a house, we downsize. We've got a condo in Florida with no mortgage. Hmm, it's worth 250 grand. Uh, she says, it's in a trust. We pay a homeowner's association fee of $575 a month, 3,500 in taxes. We also, listen to this, Mark, they also have a, another house in a suburban New York community with no mortgage is worth 200000 Hmm. Rent taxes, $700 a month. Homeowners, the balance of the proceeds they sold went to a CD, $200,000. They've got another fifty. What is she saying? She doesn't have a lot of money. I mean, this sounds like she's in good shape. They also have fifty grand in uh, savings. She said, should we stay with TD Ameritrade? Yes, of course. You're fine. If you're, you, she writes, my husband and I are ignorant when it comes to investments. If that's the case, by the way, then what I would suggest to you is that when you make the move to Schwab, you will have this minimum portfolio level that will entitle you to something called, I hope it's still called this, Mark. I think it's called Schwab Intelligent Portfolio. This is essentially a robo advisor. And I just think that from where I sit, if you really don't know what you're doing, Using one of these robo-advisors seems like a darn good deal. So you pay a little bit of extra money, but you've got a management structure that'll keep you out of trouble. Now, listen to this. She says, no kids. So she says, uh, we don't need to leave money. We've got retirement and I, mean, she, I think she means pensions and Social Security, $8,500 a month combined. He's 68. I'm 63. What's the problem? This is a great, you're in a great situation. You are in better shape than many people. So don't worry, Anonymous, because you're in good shape. And so I really would not, I just want to make sure that you understand that you're in good shape. TD Ameritrade is fine. Schwab is fine. Any place where you can get a, a simple, straightforward approach to investing that's low cost, we're in for that. We like that. Okay. Now, here's somebody who's not in as good shape as Anonymous, who says that she's drowning in credit card debt. This one is so easy, though. Just keep reading. Okay. So the subject is drowning in credit card mess. Reina, I love listening to your show. I want to know, should I decrease my 401k contribution to 6%, that's the employer match, so I can focus on paying off debt? My, get, my guess is yes. Okay. She's 55. She's going to retire in 10 or 12 years. Oh, come on. She's got a million bucks in her 401k. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me just look. She's got 30 grand in credit card debt. 
I'll just give you the totals, okay? 30 grand in credit card debt, $25,000 in a personal loan. But she's got 1.3 million in 401k, 53 in a Roth, 18 grand in a traditional, 200 in a defined contribution plan, and another 105 in a brokerage account, $73,000 in a CD, $15,000 in a savings. The credit, okay, here it is. The primary driver of the credit card debt, the costs associated with having two daughters who are competitive dancers. Mark, I don't know if you understand this, but with competitive dancing, you have to pay for choreography, conventions, hotels, travel costs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. She says, uh, no excuses. One is stop dancing. I could only hope that my daughter trashes her knee. So I have to keep paying for this. <laughs> this is terrible. All right. Uh, they have, uh, each of the kids has a 529 and an utmost $50,000. Oh my God. All right. First of all, let's be clear. You've got $105,000 in the brokerage account and $73,000 in the CD. Here's what I would do. I don't know what the tax situation is in the brokerage account. I don't know if you've got a big taxable gain. Sell the brokerage account and pay off your debt. That's it. We're done. Now you don't have to change your 401k contribution. That's not even a credit card mess. But I don't understand why people seem to rack up credit cards when you actually have money that could be used to pay for stuff. Use the money you've saved or tell the kids no more dancing. That's about it, right? What's the interest rate on that credit card? It got to be like 16, 17%. Hello, pay it off. I might be 20. Okay. All right, here's another anonymous. He said, use a, a pseudonym. Let's call him Michael. Okay, he says, I enjoy your information and the tone of the show. I would appreciate your take on registered index linked annuities, which I guess everything has some sort of acronym, right? So he says he's got one that is from Jackson Life, and it is described as an S&P 500 six-year cap with a 20% buffer. No fees as I understand it. All right, let's see more. I left a long-time job, $2 million into an IRA, leaving it in a money market at the moment. What? Why would you do that? And then they have another, wait a second, they've got another $2 million in a taxable brokerage account. And then a couple hundred thousand dollars in cash, late 50s, senior, senior in high school, a year of college savings in a 529, I would put, and he's saying I'm going to pay the full freight of a private college. Wife's still working, brings in 40 grand a year, locking up a portion of the IRA for six years while participating in potential S&P gains with downside protection seems worth considering. What do you think, Mark? Well, you don't have to invest inside an annuity to get the potential gains of the S&P. You can do that completely outside of an annuity on your own. Yeah. I don't think that, that this makes a ton of sense for you, but I'll tell you what might make a ton of sense for you. It might make a ton of sense for you to actually get a fiduciary investment advisor who will help guide you through this period in your life because it sounds to me like you've rolled over this money and all of a sudden some broker is kind of getting his claws into you and suggesting this. Now, maybe some portion of an annuity might make sense, but it does not seem to me that this is the necessarily the best idea for you. I really, I do not know all the details of this particular product, but generally speaking, you know, when you lock something up for six years, there is a real downside. It usually comes in the form of, you know, again, lack of liquidity, but also there's fees. And why not take a bigger picture look? It doesn't sound like this annuity is your real question. It sounds like your question is you're pretty scared of the investing environment and you need help. 
So in that case, I would suggest that you find yourself a certified financial planner, or maybe you go to NAPFA, N-A-P-F-A, and National Association of Personal Financial Advisors, NAPFA.org, and find someone to help you out, not a salesperson who's going to pitch you product. Again, maybe this product could work for you. I just am not clear that that would be the best thing. Well, listen, thanks so much for hanging out with us today, midweek in August. I wonder how many people are on vacation in August as a percentage of our listenership. I hope you keep listening. And if you're having a nice vacation, tell us where you are and what's going on. If you've got a question, just go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button and do let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. Don't forget, sign up for the free weekly newsletter. Mark does such a great job with that every single Friday. And please, if you wouldn't mind, leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to us. Lift someone up, change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.